Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In with Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week, we're chatting about the solo road trip with our special guest, Chloe Daniels. Stay tuned. Do you love listening to I'd Rather Stay In and want to support the podcast? Well, now you can. Visit our website or the link in our Instagram profile and click buy me a coffee or visit buymeacoffee.com slash podcast. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can help us cover the costs of creating this podcast. There are no monthly memberships, and you can support us at whatever level you like, whenever you like. Whether you buy us one coffee, many coffees, or simply continue listening as always, we're so grateful for your support. exciting moment for us because <laughs> not only are we in the same room recording together, but we have our guest in the same room as us for the first time ever. It's so exciting. It's very exciting. This is like, so when you bought your house, you have this lovely little attic. And when I first came and looked at the house for you, because you were living in Austin, mm-hmm. uh, I saw the attic and I was like, um, Megan, future podcasting studio slash love nest. (laughs) So that's like the dream. Yeah. Is Uh that, but we'll maybe we can show you the attic when we're done here. But uh, it's the dream that we can just have people over and like we can record in the attic together. Yeah. So anyway. it is a little awkward to be like now you and the love nest. You have to come up three flights <laughs> of stairs. <laughs> yes. Falls. Yes. I love that she combined podcast studio with love nest. And I'm like, so you have people over for a podcast and then you and make we'll love. snuggle. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then welcome to the orgy. <laughs> delight because Megan's house is freaking amazing. I was just walking around and being like, oh my god! Oh my, the ceilings! The paint! It's so beautiful! <laughs> yeah, we, love a, we love an old Midwestern house. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you guys will remember Chloe from our finance episodes as she's our investing guru that we have on, but we are actually not coming on specifically to talk about money today. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about, you did a big solo road trip. Well, solo with your dog road trip over the last several months. And so, yeah, we're going to chit chat about that. Yeah. Yeah. So just to start it off. So you, you quit your job, Uh focus on your Clobear business, which Uh is doing freaking amazing. And then you decided, you know what? I don't need to live where I'm living. Yeah, exactly. So... I quit my job in October 2021, and at the time, like, I feel like every single winter that I was in Chicago, I kept being like, why the hell do I live here? <laughs> every, that sounds about and, right. Yeah, yes. and every single season, it got worse and worse, where I was just like, you know, you ever have those moments of just, like, being in your car and screaming? Yeah. I had too many like, of those. As you're waiting for the yeah. stupid windshield to defrost, just like Literally. an inch, so you can drive through with no visibility. Yeah. 100%. Uh-huh. And that was me all the time, where I'd just be there, and I'd be like, I am wasting my life in a place I don't want to be in anymore and like I love Chicago Chicago's an amazing place Mm -hmm. but it was just like I had spent almost a decade there I was so tired of it and the reason I kept telling myself I wasn't going to leave because I had this great job and I was like well I don't want to leave this amazing job and opportunity and then when I quit I was like well 
<laughs> Interestingly enough, here's, that it does not exist yeah, anymore. Here's an opportunity. And so had you asked me, though, at the time where I wanted to move, I wouldn't have known. I probably would have moved straight to Arizona, Okay. Um, which I'm really glad I didn't because after spending some time there, which I'm sure we'll talk about, I, just, I was like, this isn't it. So mm-hmm. that's when the road trip kind of came out. It was like, you know... I don't want to do van life. I'm not that cool. But <laughs> being able to just kind of take this slow road trip across the United States to, and, and specifically the Western half, to see where I like living, mm-hmm. um, it was such an amazing experience and ability to like be able to do that. And now I know where I want to live. So I'm excited. That's awesome. Yeah, because you were, you, you know, didn't have a job tie you like you can work nope. from anywhere as long as you yep. have internet you can work from anywhere mm-hmm. you were in a relationship mm-hmm. you just had your dog yep. and your prius mm-hmm. which is like the most hilarious you have this big dog and your prius right which is also important to note because it was like when i started it gasoline was like six dollars a gallon right. which yes. now is like 350 so it's a lot better but it was the worst time probably to be starting a road trip but i had a little mini and i still have it a prius c so it's this tiny little hatchback hatchback um, that I was shoving, you know, a bunch of stuff in and my dog and the dog crate itself took up half of the car. <laughs> yeah. You have all these yeah. videos of Logan just like peeking her head uh, the crate, <laughs> like, hello, hello. My little periscope. She'd just be like, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Um, so did you just like sell all of your shit, like your furniture? No. Did you put it in storage? Like, I put it how all did you prep for this? In the Daniel storage, my okay. parents' basement, Love which that. is quite impressive now because my brother and his fiance also now live at my parents house and so that back room in the basement is just like stuffed to the gills I mean you know I did the thing that you do every time you move you just get rid of as much stuff as you can Mm -hmm. um but a lot of my furniture was new and it was like stuff that I really liked and um had curated over a long period of time now granted we'll see what the quotes come back for me moving across the country because if it turns out to move all of my things is like five grand I might as well just start over so (laughs) so we'll see what happens there but right now I do still have all my stuff I I do like that you did not get rid of all your stuff because I feel like so often people are like I just sold all my stuff on Facebook marketplace and I'm like that sounds like such yes. a pain. Yes. I, I don't I, want to deal with Facebook marketplace. I knew somebody, yes. she just, she moved to New York City recently. And like moving to New York City, obviously from Austin, you need to get rid of your stuff. Yes. There's yes. no place to put it. Yes. Yes. But she was also trying to sell her stuff on Facebook marketplace. And it was like nice stuff, but mm-hmm. she was trying to sell it for so much. I'm like, yeah, that's not it's right. Facebook marketplace. You're yeah. not going to get any money for it. And it's just a hassle to try and be like, that's please take my thing. Well, and especially as a single woman selling in Facebook marketplace in Oak Park, Chicago, which is right next to one of the worst neighborhoods yeah, yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to do that. I, and like, how much money would you realistically make? Maybe a couple Honestly. grand? Maybe for all the time and effort that it would take to to do that. It just wasn't appealing to me. Yeah. Um, granted, if I do it now, honestly... I mean, being in Peoria makes it a little bit easier right. to do that, to just, like, recoup some of it or to help pay for the moving costs. Totally. But, yeah, no, I mean, and I do want to recognize it's obviously a privilege to be able right. to just be like, hey, mom, hey, dad, can yes. I put this all in your guys' basement? Yeah. But um, they they were happy to do that to get me me back for a <laughs> <laughs> So then you set out and you did go... You did go to Arizona first, right? I did, so... But did you have a plan? Yeah, mm-hmm. how did you decide which cities you were going to go to? It was all places that I thought I might be interested in moving to, except for originally when I was making the plan, 
I assumed all the places I was stopping in California was just because I wanted to be in California. I was like, <laughs> there was, I, I remember telling myself when I left, I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to move to California. So even though I'm going to stop in multiple places and stay, you know, in certain places for a month, I know I'm not going to move to these places. I just want to enjoy this opportunity to live here because like, it's such a pipe dream of mine. And I'm like, there's no way it's going to happen. So I kind of, um, I segmented it out. I like went through a couple of iterations and I stopped first. I tried to make it so that all the driving was only eight hours or the the longest, there was a couple times it didn't work out. And the longest drive I think was 15 hours. Um, and Logan and I were both delirious by the (laughs) (laughs) but so I did Omaha. Omaha wasn't a place I was considering living. It was just like a A nice eight hour. (laughs) Exactly. I will say council bluffs in Omaha is surprisingly cute. It's like a nicer Peoria. Um, the downtown in Omaha is also really, really cute, um, and they're really up and coming, I would say. So nice. they're trying to be um, the Silicon Prairie. <laughs> 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 I know, and they do have a lot of tech companies who have moved there, so we'll see. Maybe they're trying to be, like, the next Austin or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, good luck, guys. Um, so I did Omaha, and then I was in Denver for about 10 days, got to see a lot of people who I hadn't seen in a long time. Um, I was surprised by how much I liked Denver. Uh, and would have considered moving there probably. It just felt too Midwestern for me. I was like, I really yeah. want something different. Is it because every single person <coughs> I know from the Midwest has moved, moved to Denver? Everyone. It's like, I can't even, I've lost count of how many people I know. Literally. Which is like a pro and a con. Yes. Because it's like, <laughs> you know, for me, moving, part of it is just like this new adventure, this ability to like be uncomfortable again, meet new people. But also there is an appeal in like, oh, already having a built-in friend group. Mm-hmm. I have more friends in Denver than I do in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, same. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's wild. So many people, especially after the pandemic. I yeah. mean, everybody moved during the pandemic. Um, so that is appealing. Um, but then after I left Denver, I went to Santa Fe and then Albuquerque. Santa Fe is adorable. It's like this sleepy little artsy town that's got very cute adobes and like it's just adorable and then I went to Albuquerque uh no offense to anyone listening who happens to be from Albuquerque wasn't a big fan of it um yeah but I mean I think I got spoiled by being in Santa Fe first because Santa Fe is so nice it's like this beautiful location that's in the middle of the desert it's just magical uh and then my first like month-long stay was in Tucson Arizona um so Tucson, I absolutely loved. I think you messaged me at some point where you're like, Chloe, everywhere you go, you're like, I want to live here. Yeah, you were <laughs> And I was, like, I was like, well, it's because I picked really good places. <laughs> just a really good traveler, guys. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, I think I really just like arriving. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. There's all this, like, excitement and potential in these new places. You haven't seen the bad stuff yet. So you're just That's like, ah, oh, it feels so fresh. And, like, arriving, especially in a place like Tucson, Tucson is just so otherworldly in comparison to the Midwest, especially like I left in um, end of or early April. So it was still cold in the Midwest. And so like arriving in this beautiful, like 70 degree hot, no humidity, beautiful Tucson. Alien plants. It felt, (laughs) yes. And it was, it's like, what's really cool about Tucson is unlike Phoenix, where they kind of just went through and bulldozed through the desert mm-hmm. and plopped a city or an urban area there. You can't really tell you're in the middle of the desert most of the time. But in Tucson, the desert is everywhere. Yeah. It's like they did they purposely have no freeways. They don't have any like like major roads crossing off people. Um, 
So you've just got this beautiful Sonoran desert right there, which is pretty amazing. So um, I think it's a Sonoran. It's either Sonoran or the Seguro. Or both. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so yeah, I really we loved... We a really bad geography teacher in high school. We didn't learn anything. <laughs> I, don't I mean, why would you learn about Mr. Arizona? Banner. Right. Oh, I don't even know if I had geography with him or not. I had to have, though. <sighs> Man, you really missed out on his, his I twiddling think I his did. thumbs. <laughs> yeah, twiddling his thumbs and saying, this isn't very exciting, is it? And you're just about to go, oh my you're god, you're teacher. boring yourself! <laughs> oh my gosh. And like, geography, I feel like could be interesting. It could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Not with him. Anyway. Because he's probably never left Minnesota. I spent the whole time passing notes with my friend. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. For those of you who don't know, nothing. Stephanie and I went to the same high school and grade school. Yes. And yeah. We went, we, yep. we became friends in high school, though. Yep. So you went to so you went to Tucson and then you went to Phoenix. Phoenix, okay. yep. I was in Phoenix for a month in June, which I wouldn't recommend. Um, <laughs> it's like 113 degrees Ooh. every day, which honestly is fine. The issue was um, you can't really let your dog out yeah. in that level of heat. So anything above 80, you've got to really make it relatively quick for them. Um, so Logan was miserable and I didn't like the, you know, when I was in Tucson, I was in this incredible Airbnb that was in the Catalina foothills overlooking all of Tucson. It was stunning. It was being, it was like being on a resort. In fact, I think it was a resort. Um, (laughs) but like, like an old people's resort where it's like, you know, um, and, uh, then going into Scottsdale, I was like, ugh, I don't like this. Like I was in like a ground floor apartment. It's a very bro-y vibe um, in Scottsdale. Um, I, I know Scottsdale from like movies where like, that's why they always have these weird corporate meeting situations yes. in Scottsdale. And there's a lot of golfing <laughs> yeah. and like a lot of like, it's a lot of white collar retirees and then on the other end of the spectrum it's a lot of like bachelorettes and bachelor parties so it was kind of like a yeah like a high class nashville (laughs) (laughs) so and i love nashville but i wouldn't want to live in scottsdale so it was beautiful in certain parts and the nice thing about scottsdale is you have access to so much nature within like an hour drive Mm -hmm. so like i could go kayaking through mesa and like see wild horses on one weekend and then the next weekend i could be hiking in the mountains up um a little bit like closer to prescott um so it's and i didn't like scottsdale itself but i liked everything around it um so then after that my dad and i went to page arizona for a little while which is where like the antelope canyons are like when you think of like the the standard Dell desktop background. <laughs> it's like most of those photos um, came from Antelope Canyon. Yeah, yeah, you know, beautiful. And then like Lake Powell's up there as well. Uh, and then I made my way to Palm Springs where I got COVID. So I didn't really get to experience anything in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, what I saw was beautiful. I had a great pharmacy. <laughs> a plus pharmacy Palm Springs. And I got it bad. I had COVID um, on and off. I had like the long COVID oh, symptoms yeah. for like three months. Granted, I was only sick, sick for like a week. But then I was like, you know, out of commission yeah. from being able to do things that I normally would do for months. Um but after Palm Springs, I went to San Diego. And oh. that's when I decided I was moving to San Diego. It was like instantly I got there and I was like, especially after being in Arizona for a really long time, which is a really red state, mm-hmm. a really red community. <laughs> and I thought that wouldn't bother me. I yeah. thought like, oh, I'll be able to find my people, my community. No, I hated it. I hated feeling like I was like an outcast and yeah. like 
you know, couldn't voice my opinion, couldn't make, you know, offhanded jokes right. about whatever's going on, and I just, I didn't feel like I belonged, and so uh, when I got to San Diego, it was just, like, this, like, sigh of relief of, like, I found my people, there's a big entrepreneurial community there, um, and it's just, like, it's all the vibes I want, so... That's when I got there, I kind of, like, just knew this is where I'm going to move, and I had to come to terms with, like, this belief that I had told myself of, like, you're not allowed to move to California. Like, you're just not allowed. (laughs) It's so expensive. And, like, I'm getting, and obviously this is a high-class problem to have, and I want to address that, but going from there where the income tax here in Illinois is, like, 4.5%, I think Mm -hmm. is what it's around, there I'll be close to 13% yeah which is like almost a 10% (laughs) so I'm like ooh, all of my money like income wise will essentially be cut almost in half and and granted we know that taxes are progressive it's not like all of my money will be cut in half but it is um it is a wild realization especially because the cost of living is also higher so Mm -hmm. you know that was why in my mind I was like no it's stupid it's not practical and I had to have a conversation with my spiritual coach at the time and just be like, yeah, I want to move here, but I can't. And she's like, why? And I was like, because it's so expensive. It's not practical. She's like, your own practicality gets the way of your own happiness a lot. And I was like, and you were like, uh, how dare yeah. you attack me? In yeah. <laughs> I was like, obviously. And she was like, you know, even if you, you know, living in California for a few years costs you an extra million dollars over the long term, wouldn't that be worth your happiness and mental health? And I was like, I know you want me to say yes right now. You literally are on your social media. So <laughs> what, figure out what their priorities uh-huh. are and then spend their money on uh-huh. that. And you can't do it for yourself. But that's how it always is. Yes. And so I was just like, I was like, I know I'm supposed to say yes here, that my mental health is worth a million dollars. I was like, but is it? Is it? And she's like, Chloe. And I, I feel like most of the things I've done in my life in order to have, like, the courage to do it, I've always said, like, dumber people than you have done it before. People, and, like, in this instance, it's the money concern of, like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Like, I have so much money now where I'm like, oh, my God, nothing's, like, an issue. But moving there, it's going to be a huge hit. And then on top of it, it's just the fear of, like, telling myself for my whole life, you're not yeah. allowed to move here. It's not practical. It's so expensive. But being like, but you will die someday. <laughs> and, like, if you really want to live in California, why not? When will ever there be a better time to do it? Yeah. So. And you could always leave California. Exactly. If you needed to. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that was the thing, too, is, like, even if it's a year or two years. Yeah. Um, you can always leave. And so it's like, I, you know, I don't plan on buying property there or anything along those lines. You have to be a whole other level of rich. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, to buy in California. Oh Jeez. my yeah, gosh. You so have true. to be a multimillionaire, I feel like. Um, but maybe that's another false belief. I have. <laughs> Who knows? So, um, so yeah. And then after that, I just kind of made my way up the coast. I spent about six weeks in Portland because my sister lives there. Had to go to FinCon um, for a week in frickin' Orlando. Which, <gasps> yeah. And why? why? Was it at the... Uh, the World Marriott. Oh. Well, that wasn't the same one. It was that last time I was in Orlando, but that place was <sighs> a nightmare. It was, it was just horrible. Like, it was like... Oh. This one's ugh. a new convention center, so they didn't have it a few years ago, apparently, but it was just like this city, and like everything yeah, was yes. like at least a 20-minute Uber yes. ride away. So it was like you were just stuck there the entire time. The food was terrible. It was... I hated it. The I place was, they had it in, like, I don't know, three years ago, whatever the last time they had it in Orlando, I can't remember what the hotel was, but it was, like, it was just, like, a compound. Yes. And it took 
20 minutes to walk from yes. one, from your hotel room to the conference yes. center. And, it was and of awful. course it was like raining the entire time so you couldn't enjoy the beautiful pool mm-hmm. and like on top of it, you know, you to go into the pool, you're basically riding off several hours of the day because it's like, then you got to go back and get right. ready again. So I didn't, um, I didn't enjoy it, but uh, it's gonna be in New Orleans next oh, year. Oh, that'll be so I'm like insane. You know, insane, I was, but at least a better city to go to. Than <laughs> yeah. Orlando. Oh, one hundred percent because it's like you're stuck there the entire time. So not at least this way, man. I can just like see my friends, and that's about all I do. I don't go to any <laughs> of the sessions yeah. except for the ones I speak at. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and then, uh, yeah, spent some time in Portland, really loved Portland because of the hiking that's available out there. Um, that was another one where I got to and I was like, hmm. I do love Portland. My husband's best friend lives out there. Yeah. It is beautiful. It's beautiful. The hiking is unmatched. If you go to Airbnb and you just filter, you know how they can just like do exploring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just filter by best views. The first like 20 on that list are Portland, or Oregon, Oregon coast. I'm like, it's so gorgeous. But I couldn't handle the eight months out of the year where it's just gray. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> that I just couldn't my do. My sads mm. cannot handle. No, same with Seattle. You yeah. Know? So and I love Seattle too, but again, I too much rain. Too much rain. Too much cold. Um, not very nice people. Really? Yeah. I've never been to Seattle. So it's really cool. It's um, it feels almost New Englandy. Like, mm-hmm. like a New England city on a western coast. It doesn't feel like a west coast vibe because no. it's not chill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's chill in the Seattle freeze, but it doesn't feel like chill in the same way that, like, you know, yeah. San Diego feels. Right. So, um, but I got to see Ryan again. I got to oh! go hiking with him. Yeah. Um, and that was really fun. And again, most amazing hiking out there. So. Yeah. So yeah, and then I just made my way back and stopped in a couple of, like, I stopped in Lake Tahoe and Yellowstone um, and got back, got back to Peoria at the end of October. Amazing. So you were gone for, what, six months? Uh, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. So yeah, seven months. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So when you were thinking about California, because I'm also one of those people who's like, I, I love California. I could never live in California because it's so expensive. Yeah. yeah. And also, I have kids, so, like... That's a big... Oh, oh my God. You know what's funny? Extra, extra level. Of I math. literally was like, well, some people have kids, and that's not practical. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, it's not... It's a lot of money. It's probably more money than living in California. That's probably true. <laughs> so that's why I can't move to California. It's one or the other. You gotta be <laughs> one or the other. There's a lot of money on these damn kids. <laughs> so how... So I also... I love San Diego. Mm-hmm. But how did you decide if it was like maybe San Diego versus San Francisco or Santa Barbara yeah. or any of those other places? So I love San Diego. Um, I love the entire vibe. The traffic is not bad. It is. It's just so chill and so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate LA. I I. It's fair. The <laughs> first day I was in, LA, and I've been to LA several times. There are definitely good things about LA. Like I like certain parts of it. Like I love the fact that every type of person exists in LA. I love the fact that anything you could ever want to do, you can do in LA. Um, but I spend so much time in a car when I'm there. Mm-hmm. I feel like the entire time I'm in LA, I am in a car and never felt that way in San Diego. Everywhere I went in San Diego was like a 15 minute drive, maybe 20 minutes. And if I was going up North to see some of my friends, it was like a beautiful hour long drive. Um, <clears throat> So there's that. Um, also, 
I honestly feel like San Diego is less expensive than San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And San Francisco, too, the traffic. The traffic. I freaking hate it. I hate every second of it. Like, <laughs> So mm-hmm. I think it's just that. Um, and also the weather. Like, I want 70-degree everyday weather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, whereas San Diego, or I mean, San Francisco, you still get a really cloudy days, a lot of smog, all that stuff. And then, again, the traffic. It's just not, like, the lifestyle I want. The lifestyle that I want is the San Diego lifestyle for sure um so yeah in terms of like Santa Barbara I haven't been to enough I don't know if I even went to Santa Barbara I don't think I did because Santa Barbara is where they they have the beautiful beaches right yeah Mm -hmm. um so I didn't I didn't it's a little too close to LA I think (laughs) but to be fair San Diego is also really close but you don't have all that bad traffic it's really not bad down there so yeah I guess all that so Along the way, you were staying in Airbnbs. Yeah. Um, so I have a couple of I have a couple of questions about that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so first, just like, did you book those ahead of time? Mm-hmm. How did you, you know, how was it finding places where you could have Logan with you? And then also, as a, I mean, obviously you had your big, you know, your big dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, so scary, big dog. But also, like, I have this. Airbnb paranoia of like staying in Airbnb by myself. Like, yeah. Oh really? Versus a hotel. Like for a hotel, I guess because I'm like, there's probably someone staying down the hall so I can like scream and someone mm. would hear me. Versus <laughs> like the Airbnb being someone's house. I don't know. I just have this like yeah. whole, like mental thing with like being a single woman in an Airbnb. So uh, talk about that whole experience. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, I have always done Airbnbs by myself from as long as I can remember. To be fair, so coming in with that perspective of like anytime mm-hmm. I've ever traveled. I'm almost always alone. Mm-hmm. So that was always, I just prefer staying in Airbnbs because I like to be able to cook my own food, right. having a larger space, all of that stuff. Totally. Um, in terms of like the planning in advance and things like that, as long as I was planning at least a month or two in advance, it was usually fine. Um, the only place I had trouble with finding an Airbnb with Logan, and you'll be shocked, like having, bringing a pet, it's really not a big deal with Airbnbs. Wow. I didn't have, granted, I was never looking without a pet. So, like, I don't know how many more options I would have had had I not had Logan with me. I'm sure there probably would have been more. Um, But, like, there was still plenty of selection. And it wasn't an unreasonably expensive. Um, I think the most I ever paid for a month's stay was in San Diego, which is to be expected. And that was $4,500, which is expensive, but it's not, like, like, that's kind of what I would have expected for San Diego. Well, and And also a whole month. month. And at this point, like, you are no longer paying, at least on an apartment, so you're able to take, like, yeah, you're able to take all of that money that you would have been spending on this place where you're living yes and put it towards this temporary place 100 percent. like in chicago with utilities and everything i was maybe paying like close to like 1800 so yes it's still significantly more obviously but um i'm traveling i was expecting that right. so um in most of the places i was able to find a place for under three thousand dollars a month um and that was what was nice about the experience is i was including lower cost places too, right. like Tucson, significantly less expensive than right. San Diego. It Phoenix. Out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and so the hardest one to find a place for was San Diego. And so I ended up using a furnished finder, which okay. is what travel nurses use to yeah. find short-term rentals. Oh, okay. So yeah, with so furnished finder, unlike Airbnb, where you can book for whatever period of time furnish finder you have to have like a minimum of 30 days so essentially I had a lease uh which is a little bit different so I had to do like the deposit and all that stuff as well um but it was an amazing place I think that probably also added to my decision to move because I was like I want a loft 
in downtown <laughs> San Diego. And I'm like, well, we might need to settle for not a loft in San Diego at first, but right. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was pretty easy. The hardest part was all all of California, like L.A. I ended up having to stay in a like converted shed that was hmm. like. I don't know what I was thinking because <laughs> I have a 60 pound dog yes. who's a needy as fuck. Granted, it, there was, was a nice... this the one that had the, had the like lofted bed that she couldn't get up no, to? No, that was in she Victor. She so sad. She, that was the cutest video though. She's literally <laughs> trying to figure out all the ways to get up there. All I had to do was pull up the bed for her down there and then she would just sleep on that and it was fine. But, um, <laughs> she, uh, what was I going to say? The, the shed in LA had a really nice courtyard. So I was like, well, she'll just be in, like whenever I'm there, she'll just be in the courtyard. Um, that sucked, and that was still over $200 a night. So oh. it was just, like, it was shitty. Uh, and then San Francisco, I decided not even to stay in San Francisco because of how expensive it was. Yeah. It was, like, 200 foot square feet hotel rooms that I wasn't allowed to leave Logan in for, like, $2,000 for a week. I was yeah, like, thanks. why would I even do this? Like, I don't no. like San Francisco this much, and, like, no. didn't include parking. Um, so I just skipped San Francisco, and I stayed in Palo Alto instead. Um, which is still expensive, but I was at least able to get like a tiny house where it was like, um, you know, there was a kitchen and everything and there was space. So, um, yeah, but yeah, no, it really was not difficult. And for the safety perspective, um, so I did buy security bars. Okay. So you can buy security bars on Amazon and you can either, if it's a sliding glass door, you can put it into the sliding glass door or you can put it into like on the door. I never used them. I had four of them. I never used them, but I took them everywhere I went. <laughs> at least we, at least the mom and me can know that you have You have them. options. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, you know, a lot of... I was of very the... worried about you on the strip club. Oh, and yeah. No, you, I probably should have been more worried. Um, there is a latch on a lot of doors, too, where it's like that metal latch. But, like, most of the places I wasn't... It's not like I was remote. So, like, in my Portland one, I was in a building. Yeah. Uh, it was an apartment building. Right. And another one... And they had, like, front desk security. So it was like, I wasn't even remotely concerned. Yeah. It is funny, though. I had those four security bars this entire time. They have never left my car. And this last weekend, uh, my boyfriend and I went up to, which, by the way. Uh-huh. Oh, we're going to talk about I, that uh, later I, for lunch. I, uh, don't you worry. I'm yeah. waiting to get the scoop. Uh, you know, the Clobear listeners don't know this yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is new news. Inside information. Um, it's the same guy I dated. The first time I was on your podcast. <laughs> um, so anyway, it was his 30th birthday this weekend. And so we rented, he had never been to an Airbnb before. And we got a, he's not a big traveler. He's like, a, he's had a sheltered life in that aspect. Um, but we got a cabin. And you know how it is staying at a cabin. Yes. You're always terrified you're going to get murdered. <laughs> Even if you're with somebody, you're just like... You're just like, especially if there's a lot of windows, which yeah. we always want the ones with a lot of windows. And so I have. Those are the ones in the horror. There are the right. glass windows. Oh, yeah. And Look they're the beautiful. And you love it during the day, but at night you're like, somebody's going to murder us. <laughs> Luckily, there were blo- there were um, uh, curtains everywhere, so at least if they were coming to murder us, we wouldn't see it. Blissfully <laughs> <laughs> unaware. Blissfully unaware. Well, what was funny? I had those security bars. I was like, because he was like, are we going to get murdered out here? And like, He's black, and we were in Wisconsin, in the middle of nowhere, and he's like, my black ass. He's like, like, you've seen every scary movie ever. I always go first. And I was like, all right, well, we could use these um, these security bars. So we finally popped him out. (laughs) And it it honestly did give me a lot of peace of mind. It was like, 
I wasn't even remotely concerned about getting murdered, but we still, like, grabbed knives from the... (laughs) kitchen and slept next to them and we had like we had this little plan where I got the poker yeah. where it was like alright so since I'm the woman I'm gonna get the distance so I'll have the poker <laughs> and you're gonna come in and close with the knife so anyway this I'd rather stay in podcast is taking a turn <laughs> it's fine I'd rather, rather stay in knowing I'm not getting right. <laughs> I mean we are staying I mean, in to be fair anytime like anywhere we're Alex and I stay, like, from the beginning of our relationship, like, because, you know, like, most people have, like, this is my side of the bed that mm-hmm. I sleep on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sleep on the side of the bed that's furthest from the door mm-hmm. in the room that we're staying in. Like, Alex always likes to sleep between me and the door. He's that's so like, funny. I slept next to the door. I'm like, <laughs> I've, I literally, he's the only guy I've been with that's, like, has this, like, yeah. I need to be between you and the door. I think a I'm lot like, of men fine. do that. Yeah. That's fine. That's Whatever. funny. I'm I don't the think... one closest to the door. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. My husband does not care for my safety. <laughs> He's like, you'll be fine. He's like, let's be honest, you'll take them better than me. I'm sleeping through it anyway. It's It's, true. Well, and honestly, Alex would probably sleep through most of it. I'd probably be like, Alex! I'm always the one that was like, what's that noise? Nothing. Well, and not nothing. To make matters worse, I sleep with it. I'm asking earplugs. (laughs) So I'm like, in all of these Airbnbs that I was staying with, I mean, there were a couple times where I was like, you know, uncomfortable because it was like, oh, my Seattle one was really creepy. But it was like, I picked it because it was cute and creepy. It was like. So you did that to yourself. I did it to myself. Like, this is probably haunted. But it was more like the haunting. It wasn't like somebody's going to come and murder me. I was, um, but it had very haunted vibes. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm like, well. I guess I just will die. You know? I guess. I guess. <laughs> At least I went out on high note. I was yeah, happy in my you know, I guess I'll just die. <laughs> and I always tell myself too. Well, Logan's got a really scary bark. Obviously, having a big dog, like yeah. Because I actually have read, because you know the internet exists and things mm-hmm. pop up. I actually have read that like big dogs are more of a deterrent to like intruders than anything else. Good. And mm-hmm. even though like my big dogs are big giant baby. Logan has like two teeth that work. It sounds scary. Yeah. Mystery's bark is pretty loud and scary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But she will just lick you. Right. Exactly. 100%. Like Logan would gum him down. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure at least in Royce's heyday if he thought I was in imminent danger he would tear your throat out. Mm -hmm. And now I don't know if he would try. He just can't. Yeah. He's just getting a little old and would be like I'm just gonna Breathe at you in my stinky breath. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, Logan would definitely try. She would be like, she's my ride or die. I always love it. Did you guys ever see the TikTok where... There's a guy and he's like, you know, your your dog, anytime you get up and the, the audio is... Oh, you son of a bitch. I'm in. Like, and, like, no matter where you're going, they immediately get up and follow. That is Logan to a T. Like, yeah. you son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> and, I, and, and I love her so much, and it breaks my heart how much I love her. You yes. know, where you're like, I know you would do anything for me. Yes. And I, when we were hiking in Lake Tahoe, there had been bear sightings. I sat her down, and I was like, if there is a bear... I need you to let me handle it. <laughs> like, she just had this, like, real grave look on her face, like, mm-hmm, sure, so bite him in the neck. Glad <laughs> we got a plan, Mom. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna need you to go back. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Uh, yeah. So in each place that you went, you mentioned, like, Denver, you had a lot of friends that live there, but did you meet up with, like 
followers or yeah. get plans to meet up with people along the way. Yeah, so in most of the places that I was in for more than a week, I hosted, like, a Clover meetup mm-hmm. um, because I love that. And um, so, like, almost every place that I was, I think I had. And, and, like, some of them, like, in Scottsdale, I became friends with them where it was, like, because I had it early enough in my stay there that I was, like, you know, able to, like, continue hanging out with them. So I think we went, we went kayaking one time. And then another time we went, like, ATVing. So it was, like, really, really a fun experience. But then in other locations, um, it was, like, I didn't have enough time to, like, continue hanging out with them. Mm -hmm. San Diego, I will say, even though I'm moving there and I love it, they were the worst show-up rate. (laughs) I had, like, 12 people RSVP and two people showed up. And I was, like... Apparently, though, that is, like, a stereotype in San Diego, is that everybody's flakes. Mm. And I was like, I had no idea. It sounds like uh, events we used to do in Austin, Mm -hmm. where, like, you just get so many people RSVP, and then you Mm -hmm. have, like, ten. Yeah. lucky, and you're like, cool. Right. (laughs) I will say the best show-up was almost everybody who RSVP'd in L.A. showed up, and I was shocked. Because you have to drive an hour away, no matter where you're at. Um, Everybody was really great there, and I got to see some, like, clients when I used to do one-on-one coaching, which was really nice. Um, and then Portland had a hundred percent show up rate and I was like, well done Portland, (laughs) but I didn't really hang out with, uh, any, anybody from there afterwards because my sister was there. So I was spending all my time hanging out with my sister and it was just so nice. But I will say like the road trip was amazing and fantastic, but there were definitely times when I was just like really fucking lonely. Um, because in some of the locations, especially like, uh, in Tucson, I didn't have anybody. I had nobody there. Um, but eventually, like, at least in San Diego and LA and then Portland and Seattle, I had people that, like, I knew and other finance creators, which was really nice, too, um, to, like, I think I am the finance creator who has met the most people. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know everyone in the industry, I feel like, um, at least who, who started around the same time. So that's so fun. That's my claim to fame. Yeah. Well, it's nice, and it's nice to, like, have that community, and it's it nice is. to, like, meet internet friends in real life, like, my kid and I know. Yeah. How nice that is to, like, be like, I, you do exist. It turned out well. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, laughs> right. on. Right. You're like, I moved to your city. <laughs> so, well. Uh, but, yeah, it is, because, like, especially with finance creators, I mean, you're just instant friends. Like, you already have something huge in common if you mm-hmm. care about finances, and it's, like, finances control so much of our lives and like being able to talk to other people who are like equally into it it's just I feel like the finance creator space from what I've seen is very like uh you know very rising tide lifts all boats sort of thing Uh, there's doesn't seem like there's a lot of like mean girl competition like you know anything like that you all sort of have your thing that you focus on and you support each other and share each other stuff and 100% like um I think that there is understanding the fine line because eventually you do get to a place where you're like if you've had enough success people will start to like try and copy you sure. and do what you're doing and so like now I'm at a point where I'm like I don't want any new friends <laughs> I'm like in order for you to like enter into my life as like a new creator who I'm like going to have any level of closeness with it would take a lot whereas like now sure. I have my core set of people and I'm like yeah. no new friends I'm good because it's happened to me where like yeah. somebody who I thought was a friend um, stole all of my content and tried to pass off his course as his own when he had clearly copied like every single aspect of it. And I was like, bro, what are you doing? Like, like this is idiotic. He had stolen my webinar. He had actually combined my webinar with one of my best friends webinars, combined them together to create a Frankenstein that wasn't his. And it was just like, huh. And that kind of put that taste in my mouth of like, 
the friends that I have, it's like, it's going to stay this small little circle and, you know, anybody else who enters in is going to have to earn that space. But like, generally, I would say that it's a very supportive community, but it's always shocking what you find out behind closed doors of all the drama. (laughs) There's always, I feel like I have a little like group chat where it's our trauma squad. Well, I would say like, especially like, Mm -hmm. because there are so many more bros in the finance Mm -hmm. space. So I am sure that what After Dark FinCon probably gets. (laughs) (laughs) Versus in the food blogger space where it's like a whole bunch of women. Oh, that's amazing. And sometimes you get like the one dude and all these thirsty ass moms are like, Doing some shit and oh my like, gosh. ooh, some shit went down. Like, I bet it's a whole different kind of That's thing. funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, FinCon people get really drunk. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, all the events have free drinks. <laughs> all of them. I mean, we hosted a, Mark and I, so Mark but from Better Wallet is, I have two businesses now. Uh, one of my businesses is called Just Finance Creators Mastermind. And we just have, like, a networking group for other finance creators who are trying to, like, become, you know, what, what Mark and I have done in a short period of time. So we hosted a huge happy hour and it was the best party there and like it got lit <laughs> but like some people who we had a limited list of people who could come in mm-hmm. and people who couldn't get in like almost through hands like they were oh, yeah. literally I was like it's free drinks and like appetizers that you could get at any other place like it was completely right. ridiculous like, so chill. <laughs> it was so dumb um but yes things get wild and what I've always noticed and you guys will probably laugh at this it's always the moms who oh, get yes. the yep. most <laughs> sense because it's like where, who does all the emotional yes. like burden and work mm-hmm. fall yes. on it's the moms at home yes. and so like the opportunity to get away with all of your friends yes of course why wouldn't you go it's like vegas <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine when there are conferences in vegas yeah, and, and, and extra weird and also like people who understand you and yes. understand what your business is mm-hmm. and how hard it is and like the and you don't have are, to be like what do you do for a living what yes. is, what is you don't that? explain how, how you make money. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or get judged or, you know, like yeah. it's just all like this great open yeah, space. Really so nice. that's why I think conferences in general, people just go crazy for, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's you, you find your people. Yeah. It's not usually the learning. The learning is. Yeah. No, pretty. I don't go to any sessions. <laughs> that's the point. I'm like, what are you going to teach me in 45 minutes? Nothing. Nothing. You spend, <laughs> you spend 20 minutes explaining who you are. Yes. So. I'm like, I know this is all like a lead gen, like at best. Yeah. At best. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty so. much it. Um, so, looking back on your experience, if you could plan it all again, mm. what would you have changed? Ooh, that's a good question. I haven't even thought about that. The last seven months. I probably would have spent more time in Denver. Um, Ten days was not enough, I would say. 
I would not have done any dating outside of Denver. <laughs> Denver was great, and I would have happily continued dating there. Um, everywhere else is, like, awful. I stopped dating after Scottsdale. Scottsdale, I was just like, I hate this. Because, so when Burned I... Burned by the Republicans! A hundred percent! I was like, I had the worst experiences there. And, um... The thing, the reason I say that I wouldn't have dated, and I only dated for like three months of it, um, maybe two months of it, and it would, it was like I would reserve my Friday nights or Saturday yeah. nights for in case I had a date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't doing stuff that I should have been doing. I wasn't like going out and exploring. So like, I wish I could redo Tucson with the lens that I had on by the time I got to San Diego. Because if, when I got to San Diego, I was like booking every Airbnb experience I could find. I was doing all the adventure stuff. Even in Scottsdale, I had, like, when I stopped, like, two weeks in, I was, like, done. I started booking every experience that I wanted to experience. So it was, like, that's when I went kayaking. That's when I, like, tried to go hot air ballooning. It never worked. Um, But, like, did all of these really fun things. And I wish I had done that down in Tucson as well. So um, that's probably what I would have changed. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Maybe I would have spent a little bit more time in San Diego. Oh, and um, on my way to Seattle, I would have added more national parks in. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I just forgot about the national parks. Even though I left thinking, like, this is, I'm going to, like, visit. I'm going to see all the national parks. I'm going to see all the big trees. Or at least some of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see, see some big holes in the ground and big trees. <laughs> yes, and so that's why when I left Seattle and I was planning my trip home, I was like, I need to do some zigzagging here because I missed some. And, like, yeah. If I'm moving to San Diego, I know I'm going to be able to go to Lake Tahoe a lot easier than, you know, right. well, even that, that's a pretty far ways away. But I was like, but like, this is my opportunity to really do it with mm-hmm. my dog and like all right. this stuff. So that's, um, that's what I would have done as well. And I probably would have stayed more time in Lake Tahoe and Yellowstone. Um, but yeah, no, it was great. I mean, I learned a lot and I realized had I not done this road trip, I would have moved to Arizona. I would probably be unhappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm really glad I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But also it gave me a new perspective, like dating my boyfriend again. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's cool that like, so, cause you already had lived alone for a while and I always recommend it, like anyone, like you should live alone. Yeah. Before you, like after college or in yeah. college, before you get married, before you settle down with anybody, live alone because it's an amazing experience and you will learn so much about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is like taking that to the next level. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard. Like mm-hmm. there were so many times, especially when I realized I wanted to move to San Diego, I was done. In my mind, mentally three months and I was done with the road trip because it's exhausting. Like mm-hmm. it's amazing and wonderful and fun, but like you're co- like constantly traveling for seven months is, you know, it's just, you get to this point where it's like, I'm filling up the car one more fucking time <laughs> yeah. and taking out my clunky suitcase that is broken one more time right. and it, doing it all by yourself, you know, yeah. lifting all this stuff at like loading up the car, moving everything in and out. It's like moving. I moved 15 times right. in the last year. <laughs> and Logan, that damn freeloader didn't do yeah. shit. Yeah. I'm like, you, I would like, there'd be times I'd look at her and be like, you really need to start putting in your own work. Yeah. To be like, be able to do that also with her um I really learned a lot about myself and I know that's so cliche but like I had no idea how much I love hiking I freaking love it and now that I'm back in central Illinois where it's really not any good options especially yeah there's the nowhere weather, to go no there's nowhere to go I like I can feel it impacting me like mm-hmm. impacting my happiness and impacting my mood and I have to find other things but also just like um 
learning how to date myself in an intentional way. Yeah. Because I would have never, before this road trip, thought once a week I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> like, for, for, for no reason, just because I want, like, to go take myself to dinner, to go to a bookstore and buy a book just because I want to. Like, right. that sort of thing. Um, I just never... I guess it's because of the practical side of me. I'm just always like, nah, I'm going to well, be doing something. And I something. think when you, like, live in a place, too, you get in your routine. Mm-hmm. And so then you have yeah. your, like, okay, on Saturdays, I'm going to go grocery shopping or clean yeah. my house. Or, like, what? Like, you just you get You forget that, to like, live and, yeah. like, enjoy your life. And, like, I want to continue that. Because, like, I'm the type of person who I'm, like, now that I'm back in pure, I'm, like, so I'm going to be working on Saturday and working on Sunday. Because I'm, like, there's nothing else for me to do. Right. But I still need to, like, even just going to freaking Barnes & Noble or yes. TJ Maxx and wandering around mm-hmm. and being giving myself permission to, like, if there's something I want, to just buy it. Yeah. Um, I think learning how to spend money after spending many years being very, very frugal was also, like, a huge learning curve for me. And just, like, enjoying my life. Mm-hmm. I really realized how much I don't allow myself to enjoy my life on this road trip because it was like, what are you doing? You are on the road trip of your like lifetime, the dream, and you're not doing stuff to like enjoy it. Like get your ass out and enjoy it. Well, it also teaches you, because I think also like when you have just come out of working an office job for so long. While also working a full-time business. Yeah, while also doing a full-time business, like... You, you, you know, obviously your days, like you have to be in the office or you mm-hmm. have to be working, you have to be online from nine to five or whatever it is. And then you get home, you have to cook dinner or you have to like your weekends then have to be put towards, you know, your, yeah. your side gig or going grocery shopping or like mm-hmm. getting the house clean or like doing all these things. And so when you go from that, there is this learning curve of like, I now work for myself. Mm-hmm. I answer to myself for my time and I have X, Y, Z things that I have to get done. Mm-hmm. But also like I can, I can set up a schedule that works for me so mm-hmm. that then when I get to the weekends, I actually can do something fun, but it takes mm-hmm. time to get it does. out of that mindset. Yeah. It takes a long 100%, time. Even this week I was like, I hadn't been grocery shopping in a while and I was like, probably do that and I was like well the only time that I could really go was yesterday morning and it was like but I should be working and I was like no what's the point in being your own boss if you can't like go to the grocery store on a what is today Thursday on a Wednesday morning and like meal prep like do that and I did and it was great (laughs) it's taken me a little bit to like get into like oh yeah I can go I can run a quick errand I can do whatever so that then on the weekends like when I have Saturdays and it's just me and Edie Mm -hmm. I'm not freaking out like oh my gosh I have to do xyz thing like I can she and I can go do something fun in the morning so yeah get donuts for breakfast or go to the zoo yeah. or like whatever like but it you know I think you sort of like taking this road trip you like accelerated the intentional, that process yeah like the the intentional play <clears throat> the intentional like like moments for joy or even just like for me too I feel like there's always a million things that I'm working on for myself of mm-hmm, like yeah personal development or whatever and I'm like I have to like dedicate time to that right I don't go to church I'm not like a religious person so it's like I decided I was like well Sundays I'll make Sundays where it's like two hours I'm working on personal growth I'm working on spirituality I'm working on that and I'm still not good at like even sticking to it but it's like just recognizing that that's a need and like that's something that I can easily fit into my schedule just like everything else but it is it is wild to realize like 
wow, I need to like have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. And I, and it, it did, I think this road trip awakened that for me, which I'm sure people who follow me on Instagram would be surprised to hear that because my personality on Instagram is so fun. It's so joyous and like goofy and all of that stuff. And like, that is who I am. But I also have a lot of fun working. Like I have a lot of fun doing what I do. I don't take time to just be Chloe. Yeah. You know, so um, that was a really good realization. And I've been, I've honestly been a lot happier because of it, which is, duh. It's like, <laughs> duh, no fucking shit. <laughs> That's amazing. So I'm thinking back to the time where I asked you guys, am I allowed to curse on your podcast? <laughs> I just go, no fucking shit. Love it. We have to have an explicit warning because we always swear. Yeah. yeah. That always happens. Yeah. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. I've gotten a little bit better at it now because growing on Instagram requires you to kind of watch it a little bit, which is stupid. We're a little censored. Um, Because back in the day when I first started, Clo underscore bear. Yeah. I was, it was like my tagline was like mostly profanity and oversharing. And I'm like, (laughs) and I'm like, if I want to grow on the stupid algorithm. So, anyway. That's why, guys. That's why I don't cuss as much. <laughs> <laughs> now she can do what she was on her podcast mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. The podcast is not, it's not, uh, what would it be? Suppress us. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> that's correct. That's correct. Uh, well, thank you for, uh, coming over. Yeah. I recording. love talking about myself. So thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, obviously we got to talk about joy. So Chloe, what is something bringing you joy? Um, boyfriend and I'm really happy um he's made a lot of changes in the last year and a half that were like some of the reasons that we like ended things and it was never we never ended things on bad terms like I've always loved him we've always had a lot of love for each other but we were at very different stages when we broke up the last time um and he has like really really worked on himself and like set boundaries for himself and other areas of his life that were really important and like even just in terms of like making more money like that was big for me I don't want to date somebody who's you know making significantly less living paycheck to paycheck because you can't do the fun things that I want to do together unless I'm constantly funding the bill and so uh we reconnected this last weekend and we just had the most amazing time and like we're like at the end of it we're like so yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) and so it was just pretty wonderful um and I'm still planning on moving to San Diego and all that stuff as well he's actually planning on moving to Colorado um, so we'll be relatively close there, but, um, yeah, it's, it's bring him a joy. Aww, I'm happy fun. for you. Thank you. We'll awesome. see what happens. <laughs> Is this Logan's dad? This is Logan's dad. Oh, look, her parents are back together. Uh-huh. Your parents trapped you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. He actually named my cat um, on accident. He was like, he's like, if you're going to get a cat, you got to name him Cash. And I was like, well, it can only be a Cash. He was like, Henri. And then I got cash, and I was like, you are so honoring. you're cash. <laughs> you are literally a cash. And he's also, cash is also bringing me a lot of joy. I freaking he's love very cute. having a kitten. Kittens are the best. too cute. So cute. Cute little shitheads. Yes, <laughs> they are such shitheads. I'm, like, blown away by how something so young can have so much attitude. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, how? Oh, yeah, you, well, you haven't met my two-year-old. You're four so. months old. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> yeah. yeah. like, where did all this come from? Some, some, some you imagine like just born with it. Right? And I'm like, man, the amount of confidence and <laughs> attitude you little four-month-old have, I'm like, that's impressive. Oh, amazing. Steffi, what's bringing you joy? Uh, cozy sweaters and sweatshirts. I, tis the season. Tis the season. Oh, yeah. And 
angry when I have to wear something else. I'm like, that's, <laughs> this is stupid. I don't like this. I just want to be in my cozy big, got myself, got this one yesterday. It's super it's cozy. Very, very cozy. So that's what's making me. I really so like your nails. Your nails see. are bringing me Thank joy. Thank you. Are those your natural Thank nails? You. No, they are not. I was going to say, that's impressive. I mm-hmm. love them. Yep. It's my, my bougie thing I could do for myself. I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Megan, how about you? Um, we had our cookie competition this Ooh. past weekend, sure and uh, it's our fifth year, and I feel like competition is getting fierce. <laughs> fierce competition, in my family at least. It is, it is like... Oh, it's a family it's cookie a family competition? It's a family too. So it started yeah. out, my son invented this, That's so I guess cute. five years ago, and he was like, we're going to do this Christmas kickoff thing where we all make cookies, I and then someone's that. a winner. And so we've been doing it every year, and then we, when we moved here, we invited Steffi's family to join us. Uh-huh. Uh, so now we had, we had six kinds of cookies mm-hmm. this last weekend. Edie's still too little to... Edie's too Maybe little. next year she can, like, help me or something. Yeah, I think that's but... what we did when Max was little for yeah. the first couple of years. We, like, helped. And I still helped him a little bit this year, but next year he's very, like, I think I can do it all by myself. Oh! Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll be good to go. But one of the rules is that you can't make the same cookie that you've made before, mm-hmm. and so every year we have to change our cookies, and, like, it's starting to get real. I love that. We do a so cocktail competition. Um, that makes more sense because you're all adults. <laughs> yeah, right. But I love the idea of a cookie competition. Well, as it's well, funny because like I feel like Megan and I are the chill ones, and because Megan always makes something weird she's never made before, uh-huh. and I always nice. make something that I have made before. But also, I like I'm not like my pa- I don't get my panties in a twist about like winning. I just yeah. make something that I like, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, I like these cookies. But like the boys, <laughs> they, I feel like they always make something that like they definitely want it to win. That's oh, so cute. 100%. And Alex won the first year that we did it together. And is he's there a now prize? Insufferable. No. no, the prize is like it's, so. Um, I have a plaque being made, and so every they year they pass then, around their or, name okay. gets added to the plaque, and so because my. My kid's been asking for that, so it's in the process of being that's made. That's cute. And so that's literally the only prize. We do, like, little, um, light, like a necklace of lights. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you have been crowned. But we do teams, since there's so, I mean, you can't have ten cocktails. Yeah. I mean, you I mean, could, but you'd be fucking wasted. Yeah. So yeah. eventually, I mean, we're gonna, I think we're gonna, next year, invite another family, yeah. maybe one or two more families, and then we'll pick judges that's so and fun. so that way like right now we have like right now it's everyone makes a cookie and everyone judges the cookies uh, but like steffi doesn't like chocolate uh-huh. my kids don't like non-traditional flavors <laughs> yeah. so we'll probably do it so that like we have an impartial an impartial judge yes. or at least a judge who like will like everything be able to eat everything mm-hmm. and not have it be a thing and then mm-hmm. People can yeah. This year, this year Reese made ballots, and so he was on a scale of zero, so it was like cute. a zero and five, and you judged each cookie on both taste and looks. Yeah. I was like, which we, I didn't know we were gonna do, or I probably wouldn't have done mine because I was like, oh, these aren't very cute, but they're gonna taste good. Uh-huh. But then like Bob won, he made Linzer cookies, and they were beautiful. Uh, and so I feel like, and they were also delicious. But I feel like a lot of where Bob's points came from are because they looked <laughs> they looked really nice. nice. Yeah, that's so, what we do: creativity. Um, Appearance and taste, yeah, as well. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's getting it's getting a little uh, a little cutthroat. I think Reese is actually like a little upset that he didn't do better. Oh. Alex was like, <laughs> Alex was like, oh, I feel like she could have done better by 
no, I should have done blah, blah, blah. That and I was like, maybe so you should have funny. done something before, five minutes before we were I leaving. will say, I feel I had one of his cookies the next day, and I feel like it tasted better the next day. Yeah, I, I think so too. But, well, because that cookie dough also technically is supposed to chill in the fridge for 24 hours mm. before it bakes, and I was like, I actually think that does make a difference, because mm-hmm. only, he only had time to chill them for like an hour and a half before mm. he baked them all, and I was like, babe, I think that that made a difference. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, it was... Yeah, he was, really always, he was like, he came home and he was like, really like, oh, I love that. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, I'm you like, guys oh. are all talented in the kitchen, too. So which I is guess amazing. it's just really annoying. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. It's so fun. So. Do you guys all give each other like, like boxes to take home? So like at Christmas, you all have a bunch of cookies? Um, I mean, we did last year, but then this year for some reason, all of them got left in my house. So that's, they're all <laughs> well, that's a lot of them were like chocolate and stuff. So a lot of them like, were chocolate. Oh. So I didn't see chocolate. Alex doesn't even really like sweets that yeah. much. So he'll eat like a bite of a cookie. I know he's so weird. He'll like eat a bite of a. It's really annoying when you're like a baker and uh-huh. you're married to somebody that doesn't do sweets. So he'll like <laughs> when he tastes them, he'll like have a bite. So he actually is great. Like because Edie is now old enough that she's like I want the cookies. So he'll like all the cookies. He she mostly eats like dad off a of dad's plate of cookies. Yeah. So he'll be like here I'll split with Edie or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's quite the it's quite That's the. Fun it's tradition. fine though because my husband has eaten like. A bunch of them. Oh, well, Alex was supposed like a to bring a box of cookies Sunday. home, but then he left them here, and I was like, the next day, like, where's my box of cookies? And he's like, oh, at Megan's. So I was like, how dare you? Yeah, shove my foot up your ass. <laughs> no, he's eating like five cookies a day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Steady diet. They of are being eaten, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you know, I think we're going to take a little break for the holidays, kind of get through the rest of December. Yeah, it's the end then, of the year. Uh, so We'll be back next year. Yeah, I do also want to say, I mean, aside from the fact that Chloe's here as our first in-person guest, I want to say thank you to all of the people that we've had as guests for the past year. Yes. We've had some oh, really, really great, great guests. guests. Chloe, you're fine. <laughs> you'll do I guess we'll have uh, you're like you're like we have we have an empty uh, slot like let's <laughs> 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 uh, so until we're back you can find us on Apple Podcasts please rate and review us you can find us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast.com uh, happy new year guys bye bye